Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Now, the Navy has been forced to place two more of its ships on what they call operational reserve, and that's due to its staffing crisis, which means the Navy has been left with just two vessels to patrol the waters in Ireland's exclusive economic zone. Senator Gerard Crockwell is a former Defence Officer, a former Defence Forces member. And uh, Gerard joins me this morning. Good morning to Gerard. Good morning, and, Patricia, and good morning to your listeners. And you're, you're welcome. We are an island nation, uh, Gerard. How will two vessels be able to monitor our waters properly? Well, I'll I'll start my answer by saying we're an absolute disgrace. Um, We cannot possibly cover our waters. It would be difficult to cover our waters with all eight uh, of the main ships and the two recently purchased smaller ships um, that were purchased from New Zealand. We're off buying hardware and we can't pay the men and women we expect to use that. With the result, they are walking out of the service, uh, literally climbing over one another to get out the gate. We have destroyed the defence forces and uh, the the current government and the last government have a lot to answer for. And these vessels, uh, Gerard, cost a lot of money. Isn't it such a waste to have them not in use? You're in Cork right now, people looking out their windows over Hall Bolan uh, or people driving past Hall Bolan can see the ships tied up. We are talking about hundreds of millions of euros tied up while drug lords are bringing drugs in through our coast, while people traffickers are bringing people in through our coast, while our data cables and our fisheries are no longer protected. We are the laughingstock of Europe. And it's really sad. And and is it simply a payment issue that we can't? We don't seem to be able to recruit. But worse than that, the issue you've 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 spoken about the retention problem uh, in the navy. I mean, is it simply down to pay? It's pay is is it's a huge part of it. But you know, the the world we live in is a vastly different world to the world that I lived in when I served in the Defence Forces. People now have families. We always had families, but family life has changed. The sharing and uh, and caring uh, requires parents to be at home more often. We also need to do things that would improve the morale of people. It's a very sad reflection on the fact that the last chief of staff was a naval officer and the Navy is in crisis. It's a very sad reflection that both ministers of defence over the last 12 odd years uh, have both come from Cork, where the naval service was across the water from them, where they could see it every day and they could see it falling apart. And frankly, I don't think anybody cares in government and I don't think the public really are uh, tied into what's happening in defence at the moment. Because this isn't just a problem uh, within the Navy. I mean, we have a problem with uh, recruitment and retention in the Gardaí and in the Army. 
Absolutely. And if you even look further, the fire services in crisis, yeah. uh, the the health services in crisis, particularly when we look at the uh, nursing grades and the like, uh, we really have, we talk about being the wealth, one of the wealthiest countries in Europe. We talk about a surplus of 11 billion uh, coming into the coffers of government this year. And yet our frontline services are falling apart. And the grand tradition of military service in Cork, they've closed most of the barracks and by and large there's very few people coming in and despite the fact that people like myself, Carl Berry, the representative groups, Mark Keane, your president of PD4 from Cork, have been shouting for years that this was coming down the line. Government simply would not listen. No matter what we did, they would not listen. Minister Coveney, I don't know how many times we met him at committee and we tried to convince him that things were going skewers and nothing has happened. The Secretary General of the Department has not uh, been held accountable. We appointed an Assistant Secretary General specifically for looking after people and recruitment. Nothing has happened. We are an absolute laughingstock right across Europe, privately, Ambassadors from all over Europe are speaking to myself and speaking to Cahal Berry and to anybody that will listen and saying to us, we are really worried about the state of the Irish defence system. Wow. And, you know, I was I was reading about, you know, why we're losing, uh, you know, we, we're losing so many experienced non-commissioned officers, engineers, marine uh, specialists, but it seems they can earn far more in the private sector. That A lot of that is to do with the growth of offshore wind energy and, and obviously cruise uh, liners. It, it's understandable if they can earn more in the private sector and possibly their conditions of work are better. Absolutely. I agree with you, Patricia. But look, they, we, we, we talk and we see frequently stories about gangs like the Kinahan gang bringing drugs into the country. Do we care enough to make it difficult for these criminals to operate in our coastal waters? I believe we do not. We have engaged in a, a process of buying shiny new ships. For what? We have nobody to sail them. If the issue is competition from the private sector, then we have to be able to compete in that field. And we can compete in the soldiers and sailors do not join for the money. And I know that you will have contact directly yourself with members of the forces down in Cork. Yeah. Uh, they don't necessarily join for the money. A lot of them join for an awful lot of other reasons. But if you can't afford to live with your wife and children, if you cannot afford to give your family a quality of life, then sadly, the number of people I meet from the Naval Service who are heartbroken that they're being forced to leave because they simply have to take care of their families. Yeah, uh, because I, I, I certainly know here in Cork, and, and I, I imagine it's all over the country, there in some families it's a tradition. You know, people are following absolutely. fathers and grandfathers. Yeah, absolutely. And Cork is very unique in this area because Cork has had the naval service since the foundation of the state. Uh, and Cork has had fine barracks in Fermoy, uh, uh, in Cork City. Uh, and slowly but surely, we have eroded it all. It's all gone. It's all um, in the name of, I don't know, saving money. And are we saving money at the end of the day? No, we're not. Just look at the news today. 15 million spent on consultants for the HSE. 
I don't know how many consultants have been involved in the naval service or in the defence forces in general, or if there are any consultants. I just don't think they care. The tradition of military service regardless of whether you're Cork, Galway, Kilkenny, uh, Dundalk, it doesn't matter, Finner Camp and Donegal, the tradition is being lost. And you're dead right. Fathers, grandfathers, uh, sons. Uh, I, I, I know of families where three of the family are involved, one sister, two brothers. Uh, and they all went in after their father, who went in after his father. So there is a tradition yeah. and we're losing it. Um, well, yeah. uh, and I was reading on the one of the papers this morning uh, and uh, Michael O'Sullivan was quoted. He is a former head of the EU frontline agency tasked with combating the Atlantic cocaine trade. And he said the traffickers have their own intelligence system. And when they learn of cuts to the naval strength, uh, they'll target uh, ships. And he says we'll be exp- they'll exploit the maritime gaps. They, that's what they will do. Absolutely. And the thing about it is, is it might sound fanciful, but actually drug smugglers are now using submarines. Uh, there's been a submarine arrested in, in, in Spain for bringing in drugs. And the problem is our Navy, we can't see what's under the sea because we don't have sonar. There is no investment in people, no investment in the right type of hardware. And at the end of the day, what I would ask your listeners, Patricia, OK, but most people are sort of indifferent to defence. It's a sort of a an out their thing. Uh, We don't really need it. A lot of people would say we're not at war with anybody and unlikely to be at war. We are at war every day of the week in the drugs world. Do we want our children having free access to drugs? Because that's what we're doing. We're opening the gates and we're saying, come on in, lads, nobody is watching. Our Gardaí are falling apart again for similar reasons, which means that on land you don't have the same level of cover as you would have expected. We really need the public to contact their local TDs and say to them, enough is enough. You've got to start putting the frontline services back to where they were. Okay, John and Cove is pointing the finger of blame at the EU for the shrinking of the Irish naval services. He feels the EU wants to bring in a large European army and navy that would patrol all of the European borders. Can the EU be blamed in any way for this? This is an old chestnut that has been going around for many, many years. Uh, First and foremost, there is no capacity to create an EU army because an army needs an independent intelligence service. And the members of the European Union will never, ever, ever uh, forego their own intelligence service for some third party intelligence service that they don't have control over. So that's the EU army gone out of the way. The more important issue that he makes, and I'm actually an advocate of it, we need to come together as a a European Union. And what we need is we need naval ships from as far south as Portugal and as far north as Norway patrolling our joint seas. So Irish Navy could be up patrolling Norway and the Spanish Navy could be patrolling Irish seas. It doesn't matter. What we need is cooperation amongst like-minded states to put an end to the criminality that exists in our seas. On the high seas, yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, particularly when I was listening to that, uh, you know, uh, former 
uh, frontline agency, you know, tasked with combating uh, the cocaine trade. I was thinking from an EU uh, level, um, you know, if we're not able to maintain uh, marine security, I mean, surely the EU would be very worried about this because this has implications. If drugs are coming into this country, you know, no matter how much they bring in, they won't be all used in this country. But it's, it's an access. It's a way of getting them into the EU. So, I mean, surely the, the other European countries will be worried if we don't have proper maritime security. Well, I can tell you, uh, hand on heart, myself and Carl Berry, my colleague, ex-Defence Forces as well, met by ambassadors from all of the European countries, all of them expressing their concern and their deep concern at the lack of commitment to defence, at the lack of commitment to the policing of our seas, at the lack of commitment to being part of the wider European family that ensures our fisheries, our data communications cables, um, our people smuggling and drug smuggling are all being monitored all of the time. Sad fact of the matter is, somebody rang me this morning and told me the the naval ship on patrol at the moment is in Galway. If it's in Galway docks, the dock gates only opens twice a day, which means it's not at sea. Uh, Which means, you know, I understand they have to do visits to ports, but at the end of the day, how are we monitoring things? Our air corps is in pieces. We we, we simply can't put together uh, a decent squad for our air corps. Investment, Patricia, is the only way forward. And it wouldn't, to get the Naval Service back up and running, we estimate that uh, it would cost roughly four million to pay uh, allowances that would keep sailors in the Navy. Roughly four million. And nobody is listening. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to, to take any action. Someone says, and I don't, I don't know if this is rather tongue in cheek, are there actually series, says, look, let's just pack in the Navy and ask the British to patrol our waters like what they're doing with the RAF and they are helping to patrol our skies. Just hand it all away. Uh, you know, one of the things that bother me is the number of what we might qualify as nationalists who say to me, that that's the solution. I'm absolutely horrified. We spent 800 years trying to become an independent state. And the truth of the matter is we are no more independent today than we were 100 years ago. We are reliant. You know, we have this massive view of ourselves as boxing above our weight and being loved in the international world as great peacekeepers and uh, honourable people. We are the laughing stock of the world. Everybody is talking about what's going on, but sadly, nobody is listening. Mion Martin is Minister for Defence, but he is a part-time minister. His main job is foreign affairs. He might get to defence one day or a half day a week. His main job is foreign affairs, and he does an excellent job in foreign affairs. We need a standalone Alone, minister yeah. for defence. Actually, I can see a number of people are saying that that's that, that's what's needed uh, in this country. Eugene Inclanacilty says, "Very interesting interview that you're having at the moment uh, on the navy." I was wondering what a French war vessel is doing close to the mizzen head. Uh, is it patrolling Irish waters? Says Eugene from West Cork. 
not re not really. I don't believe there is any agreement in place to allow any nation uh, patrol Irish waters, but there is a maritime law that allows all naval ships to pass uh, unimpeded through internet or through national waters. Um, so the the French Navy may very well be sailing up our coast, but the Russians are probably sailing down it, and the Americans are probably sailing towards us. Uh, that's perfectly normal behaviour. There is no agreement in place at this point in time to patrol our waters. There has been an EU ship uh, used in recent past to do fisheries, but that's all they can do is fisheries patrols. And by the way, the fisheries officers that are on those ships get paid around about 167 euros uh, for their their overnight on a ship, whereas a sailor gets 30, uh, sorry, 60 euros before tax, roughly 30 euros for the same night. So there's something terribly wrong. Ridiculous. Okay, and uh, Jim listening to us at Shannon Airport says, this is your discussion on the Navy and the lack of government support. The search and rescue service contract has been given to Bristow, an American company costing 40 million more than the existing service provided by CPC. No comment from anyone. Valerie Handley of the Mail on Sunday did an excellent piece uh, recently, and that's from Jim in Shannon Airport. Yeah, Jim is wrong. I, I have been two and a half years trying to get the government to understand uh, the of the rescue contract. The rescue contract has just been signed. is for eight hundred million over ten years. Uh, there are a number of questions that arise for us. Okay, just just move your phone they ever just just move ever so slightly. You're just breaking up on us, and and you're making an important point, and I want to hear it. Okay, go again. Sorry, Patricia. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't go know, again. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect now, yeah. Okay, so the search and rescue contract has just been signed by Eamon Ryan. It's for 800 million over 10 years. Uh, the helicopter that the company intended to use, Augusta Westing, won it. Now, uh, the Irish Air Corps uh, put in a bid to run part of search and rescue using the AW189 and they were told that the aircraft is unsuitable for Irish conditions. Just awarded a contract for But the important thing is we could buy those aircrafts and have them for 30 years and it would only be dropping the ocean of that 800 million worth. So effectively we have bought the last search and rescue of five uh, Sikorsky A92s for that company and when that contract ends they take those helicopters oh, away. What a waste. Okay, I'm, go for them. I'm going to leave it there because we are starting to break up but listen um, I've really enjoyed our chat and I can see a lot of uh, listeners have enjoyed it uh, too no doubt it's something we will return to again but in the meantime Senator Gerard uh, Crockwell always a pleasure to talk to you thank you for that and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good morning to you. That is uh, Jared, who is a former uh, Defence Forces member himself. So he, he really is a man uh, in uh, the know. And somebody said, I've seen it firsthand, uh, the attitude for a few Navy personnel, and it really is not uh, good at all.